Welcome to Vista Life with Dr. Jesse Bollinger and Benet Conlin. They're going to be competitive, 
some of the nursing positions are. Uh, the non-competitive positions are going to be more like the laborers and, and some things like that. Uh, however, and this, is, this has been where I've kind of worked on things, the uh, non-competitive positions, I've seen a couple through the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, as well as uh, a couple through the forest system. And when somebody finishes their service, uh, a couple days afterwards, and this was, and this was actually something, Benet, I think you and I talked about this, uh, even with our leaders, and, and we were even unsure kind of what was going to happen. Do you remember this? Do you remember that discussion we asked how to get the letter and, and, and that? Uh, were you in on that one at all? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so there was actually some confusion, but what actually happened, because, because when you're serving as a VISTA, there's three different kinds of letters you can download uh, for various things. But, but a couple days after your service, uh, the My AmeriCorps system changes, and, and, and it goes to one letter, and it's your, your non-competitive eligibility letter. And so what you do, uh, and, and what I've been advised to do based on uh, some of the AmeriCorps webinars and just talking to people is, is in the cover letter mention, the non-competitive eligibility, but then to include the NCE letter with your resume and cover letter. And uh, I've also been encouraged, and I've done this, to, if you're applying before your service has ended, to state in your cover letter that on such and such a date or an estimate that you're going to have your, your non-competitive eligibility. And I actually did this at one point. And every federal agency treats non-competitive eligibility a little differently as far as how they process it, how they look at it, that kind of thing. And so in my case, I was actually told that the position uh, that they were looking for, they wanted somebody that already had uh, completed their service. And I was actually asked to follow up uh, when my service was ended. And I did that, and there was actually a job available. Uh, the, the issue for me was where it was located. It was further than I wanted to relocate. But it was a good lesson that staying in contact with folks is absolutely vital. So it was a good, it was a good lesson, and uh, I continue to look. So that's non-competitive eligibility, uh, kind of in a nutshell. Uh, thoughts, Benet? Well, I know it's the. I remember to also being advised that um, to apply for positions with your non-eligibility stuff even before you are done with your service. Did you do that at all? Yeah. So, so I did apply for a couple positions ahead of time. Um, and I would, like I said, I would just state that I was going to have the letter. Uh, and, and some agencies will let you submit the letter after the fact. Because mm -hmm. like I said, there's no – and this was, this was another interesting lesson. Uh, and I actually heard this from a couple of federal agencies directly. Uh, interestingly enough, not all federal agencies even know what non-competitive eligibility is. Uh, which, which I find interesting. Uh, and the ones that do, all of them kind of handle things differently. Uh, I had one situation where 
like I said, I was asked to come back after my service had ended and, and see if positions were available. But in another situation, just before my term ended, uh, I started talking to somebody. I told them I was going to have my NCE. Uh, at that point, I learned that just because an NCE position is advertised, it does not necessarily mean that the position is going to happen, which was a really interesting conversation to have. And so essentially what happened in my case is I got a phone call, or well, I got, we got an email, uh, all of us did, all the Iowa Vistas did uh, through ICVS, that basically said, hey, this such and such federal agency has an opportunity. If you're interested, this is what you do. And so I did it and basically uh, went up, did an in, kind of an informational introduction in, interview, and then uh, was put in contact with the hiring manager for the, the office and the location where the position actually would have been. And essentially what they had to do at that point was submit a list to essentially their hiring authority to say this is this is what we want to do, and you know based on budget and these things, they either are awarded that position or they're not. And in in my case, unfortunately, they were not. So, uh, non-competitive eligibilities can they can show up on a dime and be filled very quickly, or they can uh, they can disappear very quickly. Uh, the other thing that I learned uh, just from talking to some folks is sometimes non-competitive positions move very quickly. Uh, I've heard a couple of stories where people have had a matter of days to be in place to start, and that doesn't, that doesn't always happen, uh, but with the person I talked to and, and their experience, uh, that's what we learned. Um, would it be possible to have this person on the podcast at some point? You know what? So you and I were thinking the same thing. I actually, I actually had two ideas uh, for future shows, uh, and and so so we can talk about that. I, uh, in, in you asking that question, I've come up with a couple of ideas. So, okay. so definitely, and 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 it's a good time too to also remind everybody that's listening that if you have an idea for a show. Uh, or any questions, uh, vistalifeshow at gmail.com. Or would you even like to share your story or your experience? Yeah. Right. Um, we'd be happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, past vistas, current vistas. I, we've had so much fun with, we had so much fun with our past vista uh, that, that served uh, you know, we've had a vista from another state. That was that was a mm -hmm. great conversation. Uh, Jackie yeah. Melton that was on a prior show that served with us. Uh, I just talked to her the other day, actually. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it was good to catch up with her, and mm -hmm. uh, and 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 so uh, those connections are important. Yeah, and they seem to stick with you for a good while. Yeah. Too, which is nice to have. Yeah, yeah. So, what about you? What about the what about student loans? 
Okay, so I've been looking for colleges and I've found that if you go into the My AmeriCorps, underneath the My Educational Award, you'll see three dots, Create Forbearance Request, Create Interest Payment Request, or Create Education Award Payment Request. Um, the Interest Payment Request is more for like um, after, right after your service or when you were done, federal awards or federal loans will um, be able to allow you to like not make any payments because you're a VISTA and they understand that you're not making a, making a whole lot. So during the year where you're working as a VISTA, your interest put up during that year can be forgiven. So you need to like you can send in a request through that, and it doesn't come out from your educational award or anything. So then, if you want to make a payment request, you'd want to go to the Create Educational Award Payment Request. You'd have to um, select the um, type. There's education expenses and loan payment. Um, education expenses would be for like once you are in the school. Thing I haven't gotten to that yet. Hopefully, right. can get there. Um, but when making loan payments, you click on that and then you put in the amount authorized. Then you have to search for your institution, and then that'll pop up. And there are three boxes you need to check, and then you can submit it. And it takes about like a week or two to be confirmed and sent to your um, thing. But also be advised that some states do have you um, make pay taxes on these because it is considered income when you do that. Right. And that's kind of the downfall a bit. Well, you know, obviously, obviously, neither one of us are tax advisors, but but based yeah. on you know everybody's tax situation is different, and so so the way. The way that education works, because it's about five thousand yeah. uh, dollars, I believe, and and I don't know, you know, this is where somebody would want to talk to their tax professional is, is that all taxed in the year, or is it taxed as you use it? So that'd be a question that I would ask somebody. The other thing, uh, and obvious, and and this is this is for people that are currently serving or thinking about serving, when you. When you sign up as a VISTA, you have a choice between the education award or the cash stipend, which is what I took. Um, I took the cash. And when you, when you choose this, uh, and, and a lot of times this will get, this will get said at pre-service orientation at PSO, start off with the cash because you have a certain amount of time that you can switch to the education award. But if you choose the education award right off the bat, you cannot switch to the cash stipend. No, you can't. And so uh, it, it's always better to start off with, with the cash. Uh, the other thing is I would recommend giving consideration to your field of study and your personal situation before you make that decision. And I say that because if you're in education, nursing, and I think 
certain human services, there are actually federal programs that will forgive your loans. I'm more familiar with it with the nurses and with education, mm -hmm. uh, but I think there's a couple others that qualify. So you yeah, might I know there is a forgiveness award that if you work 10 years in a, a, um, yeah, a nonprofit mm -hmm. and you make yes. a certain amount of payments. We have to make 10 years of payments. You have to make 10 years of payments. Yeah. Um, and they forget then, whatever's left. Yes. The other, the other program that exists that I think a lot of people miss is the disability discharge uh, for individuals with, with disabilities, and it is actually a loan forgiveness. It's 100% loan forgiveness uh, with a three-year post-discharge monitoring period. And so what happens there is you apply, you submit. Uh, there, there's a couple different ways to do it. Uh, you can either submit a Social Security uh, disability verification, or you can have a doctor certify your disability. And if approved, what then happens is you go into a three-year uh, post-discharge monitoring period that has, it has an income cap on it. And that income cap, it changes from year to year, and, and it, uh, I think if you live in Hawaii, you might have a little more money you can make, that kind of thing. Uh, and there's certain kinds of income that doesn't count, but then after that three years, Whatever student loan debt you have uh, is, is totally forgiven. Now, the caveat to that is if you decide to go back to school and take out student loans again, you're going to be on the hook for them because they're only going to forgive you one time. Uh, but that's a program that I don't think very many people know about. I know I've shared it with some people that have applied because uh, they didn't know about it, and I found out about it by complete accident. So. Um, it's another good program out there. Yeah, that's, that's a, I would say a good one for people to know. Yeah, so kind of going back to like the taxes and everything, I've known from a previous year where I needed to make pay state taxes on some on one of my incomes because it wasn't coming out of that. He told me to set a certain amount of money aside every paycheck so that way I'd be able to cover it. So I would recommend speaking to someone who knows about taxes in your state and everything and find out how much money you should put aside when you make these payments. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, and I think making and, and regardless regardless of your age when you serve as a VISTA uh, because you can be 18 and serve, you can be 80 and serve. Mm -hmm. I think it's always a good idea to have, have a couple funding boards. You know, I, I know when I was making certain decisions, I talked to my tax preparer. Um, I, I think at one point I might have even talked to my attorney uh, just because uh, He's got some knowledge that I wanted, you know. Uh, talk to talk to uh, talk to folks that know about these things. Uh, and it's also a good networking opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts? Well, I would like to talk about um, the website. If that would be okay. Yeah. I know we started. 
a um, Spotify account. And we have a follower. Oh, okay. How is that? Have we like officially done anything with this Spotify? Yeah. So well, well, you you mean SoundCloud? Yeah, we do have a SoundCloud account. Uh, there is an RSS feed on it. Uh, we do have a subscriber. They must have found us by accident, uh, which thank you for, for whoever that is. Um, what we're working on at this point, and we've had some technical challenges. It's taken us a lot longer than originally planned. Uh, but, but the hope is to upload all the past episodes to SoundCloud and then link that RSS feed, obviously, to iTunes, but then to... Uh, the website. So um, it, it, it's been a bit of a struggle. So, uh, but we're but we are getting there, and and it's just been a matter of time. Uh, but SoundCloud's there, and I, I'm assuming I haven't tried this, but I'm assuming that if somebody searches for Vista Life, that it will come up. Uh, until we make that transition, uh, we'll continue to put the episodes on. Uh, Buzzsprout, which is the currently linked iTunes feed. So that's kind of where we so, are with that. Yeah, when do you think um, the transitioning to SoundCloud will be complete? Well, I thought the transition was going to happen back in October, and it's December. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, and part of that, and this, this was kind of the other thing I was going to talk about, part of that has been because when I, when I finished my VISTA term, uh, I, I think you kept working and, and maybe moved and did some things. Uh, mm. I took a break because for the past two years, I've been working on writing a book about uh, volunteer management and, and the impacts of education, work experience, and mental health on, on position selection among senior citizens. And so I've taken, I've taken some time to actually finish the book, uh, which we're getting close. Uh, we've got about three chapters left that, that need uh, some work. And uh, we actually picked a title yesterday, which I'm not quite ready to reveal. Uh, and we're getting ready to do the cover design. And, and so that's kind of been my focus. Uh, and so I haven't put as much time into this as I'd like, but hopefully in the next, you know, maybe by the end of the year, we can have uh, things rolling. And, and any good website is always being tweaked anyway. So, so hopefully by the end of the year, we can hit it. Uh, uh, a big part of it is going to be getting all the files on SoundCloud and getting that RSS feed to work uh, properly, as well as hopefully having some playthrough on the website. We will we'll drop something on, and don't forget about our Facebook page. We'll drop updates there as well. So keep an eye out, and, and as always, comments, uh, suggestions, show ideas, or if you want to be a guest, vistalifeshow at gmail.com uh, or comment uh, on the Facebook page. Do we have any other final thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.